All right, we take a little bit of a step back for a few minutes here on Sports Talk. We welcome in George Bryan III for another edition of Birdies and Bogeys around the state of South Carolina as things start to cool off just a little bit around the state. And golfers, however, like hunters, George, they're not slowed down by the weather. In fact, maybe they are even more enthused about getting out and playing golf this time of the year when it's a little bit cooler. I happen to love the sound of the leaves and the fallen nuts under my cleats as I'm walking through the woods looking for my for my golf ball. That I find that to be energizing in some way. Well, absolutely. That's it's my favorite time of the year for a number of reasons. We're still in football season. Saturday afternoons and Sunday afternoons, pretty much you'll have it to ourselves. It, it, and, and then, as you mentioned, uh, I have hit plenty of balls in the woods recently. It's a little more difficult to find those golf, find those golf balls in the league. Uh, <laughs> but at least you have the golf course to yourself, and you can play a lot more golf and, and walking. I tell you, this time of year, walking, to me, is absolutely beautiful, and that reminds me, Went up to the mountains just a little bit ago, about a month ago, and played with Randolph, my buddies Randolph and and uh, Bear and Jeff, and uh, we walked all but nine holes. Played 45 holes in two days. Uh, Asheville, a place called Biltmore, uh, and nothing like this time of year. Walking, carrying your bag, and being with your golf buddy. So. And having the golf course to ourselves. So uh, I would agree. I would agree. But let me throw this at you. Let me throw this at you. One thing that I find, and of course the whole world knows this too, as the seasons change and we move into the winter months, the sun is in a is in a different spot. And do you find it sometimes challenging on the golf course because the sun, I guess, basically is lower, and it seems like the sun is more in your eyes on a golf course or maybe anywhere, like when you're driving, but in particular we're talking about on a golf course, seems like the sun is in your eyes. It makes it a little bit more difficult to judge things down the fairway, find your ball in the air, on the ground, whatever the case may be. Is it just me or is that like a a problem for everybody? Or is it even a problem? Oh, it it can be. And so in addition to to the sun being a little lower and, uh, (laughs) you know, I never thought too much about the value of eyes in golf until I got older and my eyes got blurrier. And I, hmm. I have, there's no question the shadows cast make a big difference. And that's probably the bigger problem for me is shadows and what, what the differential between when you see it in the light versus the shadows. And, but I like that challenge. I love the challenge of the sun in your eyes, uh, Almost everybody has a hard time with that. So I usually press when the sun's in the eyes and I'm one down. No question, that's a press. <laughs> uh, just because I don't see that well anymore. Don't need to look up. <laughs> mm-hmm. but, Makes sense. Uh, uh, if, you've got, if you've got your opponent, if you've got your boot on the throat of your opponent and, and he's bothered by the sun or whatever, go ahead and, and press and, uh, and take everything he's worth. And I'll tell you what, speaking of uh, – uh, opponent. The last time that I lost big was was uh, with Tsunami Robbie, and I actually think I still owe him about thirty seven dollars. 
Uh, and it was a very sunny, windy day. Uh, I hope Robbie is not too upset. Let's if if he is if he's close, let's go ahead and invite him on the tee. Welcome, Tsunami Robbie. Tsunami Robbie is live from the Tsunami Center <laughs> right now. Fellas, good to hey. be with you. George, good to be with you. Phil, good to be with you. And and yes, you still owe me thirty seven dollars, but uh, <laughs> we'll just roll it over. We'll just roll it over because I know all you got to do is just get on fire for nine holes, and I'll be down fifteen in no time. <laughs> yeah, what I did, Phil, is I, it seems I can't remember the exact circumstances, but I got out over my skis a little bit, and I went mm. big on me. Got a little arrogant, and it tur- it went in the tsunami Robbie's favor, and I lost I lost thirty seven all in one hole, I think. The last. Oh my gosh! So, yeah, but the you question know, is, how yeah. did you rebound? How did you rebound from that, George? It hasn't. That's why I said I still owe him thirty-seven. <laughs> we carry it. Uh, we haven't <laughs> rebounded yet. So, uh, hey, it's pretty cool though. I I love this. I love this time of year. We talk a lot about walking. Uh, Want to bring Tsunami Robbie in? Let, go ahead. This segment sponsored by Tsunami Bar Sports. And our Tsunami Bar Training Center, 720 Chris Drive, that's right beside Mantula, right down the way. The frontage road for I-26, if you get off Highway uh, 378, right there at the I-26, 378 exit, turn by the McDonald's, find your way down. And we are in the Williams Strength, Total Strength and Speed Weight Manufacturing Plant. So, Tsunami Robbie, talk a little bit about how that tsunami bar is going to influence those who play golf and walk. Because you got to be in pretty decent shape to walk two to four miles for nine, three to six miles for 18. Take it away, Tsunami Robbie. Yes, sir, George. Do you know you're exactly right? I, I, I used to walk, especially when I went to graduate school, is when I really got introduced to walking as, as predominantly in golf. I went to graduate school up in Michigan. And up there, it is a walking game. It is, you get the finger of shame pointed at you if you go ask for a cart. I don't care if you're old, young, middle. It doesn't make any difference. If you're out there with clubs, you're, you're expected to walk or pull a little trolley along to carry your club. So I got introduced to it there and found out that I enjoyed the game immensely more walking than I did riding in the cart. And I felt like I played better. I was more engaged. And then I moved back to the south and, of course, it's 110, and you need to get back in the cart because it's tough to walk in the middle of the day on some of these courses. got a lot of space in between P and green. And, uh, and then, by chance, uh, about a year ago, I decided, well, you know, I'm going to walk again. So I took my bag, and I felt like I was in pretty good shape. And by the time I got to number two, I was huffing and puffing so bad. <laughs> I just couldn't. It was hard, it was hard to, to get through nine holes, much less 18. So, yeah, you do have to be in shape, and this is the time of year to do it. And uh, just like I said, I'm live over here at the Tsunami Center right now working on some rotational power, using the Tsunami tools, and kind of using the multi-stick, the little 47 from heaven, as you like to call it, and I'm attaching a band to it uh, with an anchor point, and I'm kind of doing some unilateral band resistance moves using that Tsunami bar to work on rotational power to help get that lengthen some lengthen out my backswing just a little bit and get more club head speed so I can bomb it past 
Well, you know, <laughs> maybe somebody. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll be able to get it by somebody. Is, we, Tsunami Robbie does bomb it. There's no question. He hits it really uh, – he hits it pretty long. Hey, Phil, talk to the folks. I know there are a few out there listening may want to check in and, and uh, look at that Tsunami Bar. Talk about how to get – how they can watch it while they're listening. Well, what we have done is taken some videos of – me and uh, Robbie working together briefly, not an extreme workout by any means, and just doing some videos and doing some light work with the uh, the tsunami bar, and and Robbie instructing me on ways to use it to uh, to benefit you know myself or anybody else that is is going to be using one. We're posting those videos on our website, SportstalkSC.com, changing them out about once a week, and you can see the video on our, our right hand side of the of the website and and as a as last time i checked guys the one that's up now it's been viewed over a couple of thousand times so people are putting their eyes on them which is great uh and then of course we've got uh, the the digital ad for the tsunami bar on the website you just click on that robbie it'll take you right to your website and then now you can tell people what they can find on your website and how to navigate that and how to get in touch with you guys yeah, nice. that's fantastic. Uh, you know, it's, it's great that the viewer or the listeners can can uh, can get some eyeballs on this thing through your website. And absolutely, uh, and when you get uh, directed uh, back to the Tsunami Bar Sports at tsunamibarsports.com, uh, there are videos um, very similar to the ones that Phil and I did over here at the center uh, that show um, more uh variety of the tools that we have along with more exercises and then you can get redirected even to the youtube channel which has even more especially where the multi-stick the 63 inch model is involved which is more of the exercise type stick as opposed to a a, um, a, a golf training aid something you want to carry in your bag and be more mobile with it but there's there's lots of tools uh, george is, is uh um you know in fact i was watching some video today of a guy that was he was um, an amateur golfer, probably a 12, 15 handicap, and he was they showing his swing in slow motion, and he was releasing his club about halfway down through the in the in the through, in the through swing coming down on the ball. And George, you use the laginator a lot to teach people how to hold that lag until you get down around the impact zone. And, uh, and you want to get that uh, thing to click. Bill, I think you used it when you were over here with us. George, talk about the Laginator mm-hmm. for a second and how that can help you in the impact release. So what the Laginator is, it's an abbreviated club. fits in the bag. It's only 24, 26 inches thereabouts. And, and uh, it's a shaft awareness tool. It clicks. It takes advantage of vestibular sensory, basically meaning your sense of sound and feel at the same time and and uh probably one of the best instructors in the country even the world todd anderson has his students use it just uh for home practice and you swing it for feel and what what will happen is the shaft bends and the the idea behind lag is that energy storage uh is manufactured during the backswing. So you get a click on the backswing where you want energy to be stored. And the idea is to delay the energy to exactly the right time. So you get the most out of the shaft. See, the shaft, the shaft's the engine behind the golf club. 
and the, it, it motors that golf ball. So you want a time where you get maximal energy. It's a little bit like using a diving board or a trampoline. You want the right, you want the right type of spring and you want to time the jump the way you hit it. And so the lagginator allows you to study that timing, that lag. And the better you store the energy, the better your timing. And ideally, you want to click it just past where the ball would be. So that's energy stored just beyond where the ball is. So you begin to, to develop this idea of accelerating through the impact zone. So you run through the finish line. So that Laginator is a shaft awareness tool to help you learn how to use your engine for, to release that stored energy. All that talent that you have in your body, Tsunami Robbie, you want to you be able to invest it in the golf ball. So there's <laughs> and, a short and by using that, an explanation. And by using that Laginator, you don't need – you if you want more yards on your irons or driver, whatever club you have in your hand, just by mastering the Laginator – you don't have to put one mile an hour faster in your club head speed to get more distance. Is that correct? Yeah, so that's the cool thing. If you, I'm just going to use the analogy. Let's say you're, you're, uh, you got 90 miles an hour of speed. If you time it, if you time the release of that energy, uh, the same nine, 90 miles an hour speed can, can produce, and I'm just throwing these numbers out, 220-yard ball flight. Uh, or a 200-yard ball flight. Well, the, the by using a laginator, you'll time where that speed occurs just right. And so it's a very – golf's an inter- interesting sport. It hmm. really perplexes those who are very strong. Most of the strong athletes don't convert their speed into distance on the golf course. <laughs> it creates – a lot of frustration. I've seen some of the best, greatest athletes on planet Earth truly proven baseball, basketball, football. Now, here's one thing. You never see, seldom see the hockey players not convert that explosive strength and speed into club speed on the golf course. They, they do have a distinct advantage because of that hockey stick. But most of the perplexing situations with the athletes come from strength not necessarily converted into speed on the golf course my 90 pound daughter at sophomore in college would hit it by 250 pound uh football player a bunch and that's <laughs> frustrating so that's uh they got nothing like the game of golf and this time of year is my favorite like i said it's because we have the golf courses to ourselves but it's also Hey, Tsunami, probably I'm proud of you. You're in the training center right now. You're getting ready for that next match. You want that 37 to turn into something greater. I can tell. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, I got a lot of work to do, George, to even uh, get on the course with you because you, you are uh, – I know you, you don't talk about it a lot, but you are still a player. And uh, I've seen it in action. The guy can hit – he takes everybody else's hitting the – you know, trying to muscle up a pitching wedge you know, at 127 yards or something like that, George would take out a seven iron and flight it, keep it down low, hit it uh, hit it about 118 yards and let it release and runs up and ends up a foot from the cup. And uh, everybody else is in the bunker or behind the green or somewhere else. So uh, George Bryan can play some golf. I've seen it. Well, Phil, I learned a lot of these, a lot of these uh, ideas from Phil Cornblue. We, yeah. uh, we go back. 
So, Phil, our radio game gets real big about this time on Friday night, doesn't it? <laughs> it does indeed. In fact, I have a question for the two of you. I'll, I'll start with you, George, and, and Robbie. Maybe you, you'll know. So I was watching the Golf Channel the other night. Oh, by the way, while I'm thinking about that, let me update the Hero World Challenge in the Bahamas. And you've got uh, Victor Hovland at five under after two rounds, Xander Shoffley and Scotty Scheffler and Cameron Young and Colin Morikawa. They are all at uh, four under par. And Tom Kim is at three under. And we've got, uh, we've got let's see, uh, Justin Thomas is two under. John Rahm is even. Kevin Kisner is in the event. He's plus two. Uh, and uh, he's the only one from South Carolina that I have in the group there uh, of, of players that we follow. Uh, so um, he's trying to hang in there. This is, of course, Tiger's event, but Tiger had to pull out because he's got Planta Fasciatis in one of his feet. Uh, Robbie, speaking of that, what could you do for Tiger? What could you do? And I know you're, we're speaking out of school here. We're not doctors. But with Tiger's body, what could you do with Tiger's body there at the Tsunami Bar Sports Center to get that poor boy back in shape? <laughs> well, you know, you're right. Tiger, Tiger is a, is a, a beast. Uh, and, you know, I think back to when I first saw Tiger – when he was uh, an amateur, uh, even before he got to the, uh, Stanford playing college golf, and um, he was just a skinny kid. And uh, once he, uh, and, but he had lots of speed. He obviously could play the game. And when he turned prof- got into college and then turned professional, he really dedicated himself to the physicality part, the physical part of trying to become the best physical athlete he could in the golfing ranks. And it paid some big dividends for him, but the training that he did might have caused some problems or helped to lead to some of those problems that he's had physically along the way. But he's always evolved. He's always learned. He's always gone to a a different route if things weren't working right. So this guy, you know, he can run, he can lift. He's got great flexibility. He's got awesome speed. He's obviously had, you know, many surgeries. Um, And right now he's got this plantar fasciitis. And the best thing to do for that is just what uh, he said on the telecast today was uh, to give it rest. Uh, there were there were three options on the table. One was surgical, uh, one was uh, one was injection therapy, and one was give it some rest. And he chose to give it some rest. Uh, and uh, he can he can tee it up in the PNC, I believe, next week or the week after that. And uh, he's got a cart available for that, so he doesn't have to be on his feet uh, for the whole event. But um, the Sonata Bar could definitely help Tiger. Tiger's 47 years old, and lifting now, the way that Tiger's been been lifting and working out for this whole time, he hasn't experienced anything like the tsunami bar, where it's less abrasive on you skeletally uh, for your skeletal system and muscular system. So he he won't have near the breakdown and near the recovery time and still getting the, the benefit of the workouts that he was doing long before this plus some because the body's going to react differently to this dynamic live training and uh, i would love you know we've tried to reach out to to tiger a few times but it's tough when you got to go to his people and his people have people people have people Hmm. that have people before you ever ever get uh, you know hey i'm I'm very confident he's gonna find our technology and it will it will it i I just have this sneaky suspicion he's going to have a lot of good things to say in the future 
because here's the one thing about it. You, Dr. Vince Vismara says it best. He's a cardiologist on our advisory board. Hey, George, I don't know of, of uh, any technology out there where you can invest m- less and get more of a, of a result. More on that next week. And Tsunami Robbie, I'm getting the – we got to putt out on this last hole. As we putt out, Tsunami Robbie, uh, I want to congratulate on the girls' side, ranked number one in South Carolina, Madison Messimer. And on the boys' side, Andrew Gregory. So uh, these players are ranked number one in the state. We are traditionally one of the best if not the best state in the whole country for developing junior golf talent. And congratulations. It takes a lot of hard work to get that number one ranking. So until next week, man, I enjoyed it. Uh, Tee them high, but shoot them low. George, Robbie, always a pleasure. Great hearing from you. Y'all have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next week, fellas. Yes, sir. Y'all have a great week. Thanks, guys. Thank you. And, folks, don't forget to get over. If you got a chance and you're in that part of uh, West Columbia there on Chris Drive, go by and see Robbie and check out the Tsunami Bar uh, Fitness Center. You will, you will be amazed. I'm serious. I'm not just flapping my gums here. You'll be amazed. Uh, check it out, and uh, you'll meet Robbie if he's there or some of the others. Maybe you'll even get a chance to see how they make the Tsunami Bars. Pretty spectacular stuff back there in the way back, how they do that thing. And uh, check it out. That's all I can tell you. Get a chance. uh, Check it out. 